Before I get started, I want to ask a favor. As you listen today, if you like what you hear, please sit down and write a review. If you want to discuss anything from this episode, you can reach out on the Strive, Seek, Find page on Facebook or to at ChanceWhitmore5 on Twitter. Holy crap! This is number 25. Woohoo! Let's throw a party. With social distancing, of course. Welcome to Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. A little over six months ago, I decided that I needed to do a podcast. After one abortive start, I launched Strive, Seek, Find. It's been challenging. It's been exciting. I wouldn't trade it. So today, to celebrate making this far, I thought I'd reflect a bit. I thought I'd reflect on what I've learned, where we've been, look ahead maybe at where we're going, and things I'd like to try. So in keeping with the call to arms to challenge ourselves to seek a brilliant future, let's get started. Two years ago, I'm not sure that podcasting is where I would have ended up. It was a decision driven by time and place. Last year, I had spoken in one conference and was scheduled for another, before it was COVID canceled, and was surprised to find I enjoyed the sharing and was disappointed in the cancellation. And I had listened to a lot of podcasts, and the more I listened to podcasts, the more I thought the format fit with me, more so than video. I'm not sure why. And once I decided to do one, I quickly found out it wasn't necessarily what I thought it was. I initially figured, grab a mic, plug it into the computer, talk for a while, see what comes out, call it a podcast. Well, a few weeks of YouTube and Google research later, I discovered that A, I knew nothing, and B, then I thought I knew everything. Let's call it the blessing of ignorance. And then I discovered I really knew nothing. First thing I learned was, don't necessarily believe all the experts. They all have their reasons for telling you things, and maybe it worked that way for them. Doesn't necessarily mean it has to for you. For instance, being niche. That might be a quick way to get some initial hits, but if it's not what you're interested in, don't do it. Don't do it if someone else is doing it. Well, there's obviously a market if someone else is doing it. And then you need to buy X, Y, or Z in order to be successful. That may be true. It may not. Just depends on your needs, and you've got to discover those as you go. Next thing up to bat, be real. I think you could use this everywhere in life, because if you're not authentic, people figure you out pretty quickly. And in my mind, since podcasting is about relationships, being fake is the opposite of building relationships. I tried to script my first episode. I wrote like 15 pages, and I sounded like a robot. So I've learned, for me at least, that outlining beats scripting. But do it your way. Be consistent, and eventually listeners may come. It'll be slow, but they may come. And then they'll go, and come again. In other words, there's a big wave to ride. And you can't get disappointed when they ride the wave out of town, possibly never to be seen again. You just keep on working. There are going to be duds. Be willing to put them to the side. Some of those duds are salvageable, and you just give the script another pass and try again. Others need to just be 
nuked from orbit and move on from them. Not everything you think is good is. Learn from it. Some of the episodes I thought were most awesome connected with almost no one. And that can change in time. Titles help. At times, it's the only hook you have. People have to judge your book by the cover unless they know what you're putting out. And to help you get found, metadata, transcripts, and other sorts of sortability are important. And you have to be precise with them. Done well, they help drive people towards your podcast. Done poorly, they do nothing except waste your time. Social media may also go under this heading because it's both a blessing and a curse. You need to put time into it, but not at the expense of the real content. I mean, you can win the social media battle and still lose the content war. There are some podcasters out there that I really admire that can do both, and they make it look easy. And I watch them do it, and I ask them questions, and I can't do what they're doing. Details matter. For instance, I had no idea that you'd require a logo before you could launch. And I'm really grateful to a friend who managed to make one for me rather quickly. I'm learning more every day, and that's a huge part of why I'm enjoying it. It's learning outside my normal sphere. For those of you late to the party, where we've been. This is all still learning, mind you. I started out with a list of 15 topics. I was going to rotate them. I was going to go back and forth between topic types on a regular basis. And what I've done is I've talked a lot about relationships, a lot about challenge. Recently, I've talked about locus of control, touched on the great outdoors and mean people sucking and making your own life. Along the way, I recorded an episode that was in that 15 topic list on my 10 favorite books. That will never see the light of day. Not because I don't love the concept or the books. Because I managed to make things I loved sound dull. I want to revisit it, but I need a different hook than, I like these. Consequently, look for a Neil Gaiman or dystopian episode sometimes in the next year. I discovered that some of the episodes I thought were most interesting garnered the least interest specifically those on reading or writing. They started slow. Some of them have since picked up, but they will continue. I just need to keep improving them. I keep finding that I personally need to stay away from education, though at times I want to address it. It's important, but for this to remain relaxing, I can't live there. Which has led me to some interesting toe-tapping as I talk about experiences that I generally embrace add in And I need to find a better way to do that. Those are my experiences. I need to hold tight to them without allowing it to become the entire story. Friends and listeners have suggested some great topics. I finished one and have two more that I'm working on. But the hook hasn't been right. So they still sit. I have two from my original 15 left. Because I'm not sure what to do with one of them yet. And the other... Well, the other is a type of podcast I'm not equipped for yet, but they will hit before June. What I want to try and what comes next. I expected this list to be longer, but I'm overall fairly pleased with where we're at. 
I have some people I just want to talk to. Two in particular, I want to sit down with a bourbon and do coaches on coaching. And another friend that I want to sit down with a glass Irish and do common sense with. I got to do it this year. So equipment improvements may be forthcoming. I would love to do a few interviews interspersed as well, just as a change up. I have a few people in mind, but I have a lot of work to do before attempting those because in my mind, interviewing is an art. It's more than asking questions. Things that are coming soon, a return to the outdoors, common sense. 1984, the book everyone quotes, and the book that no one actually seems to have read. Possibly an ode to crappy shark movies, and I'm looking at you, Sand Shark. Reverse searing is a way to do large roasts, in other words, a return to the barbecue pit. A transition of power update, because it's not going as smoothly as I'd hope. And a monthly, maybe, whiskey tasting added as a feature, which I'm going to give it a try today. I'm going to do with more with transcripts, and I'm working diligently to get my web page live, hopefully by Monday. And while I'm still working on the last batch of suggestions, what would you like to hear more of? Let me know at jchancewhitmore at gmail.com or at chancewhitmore5 on Twitter. A dram of the water of life. I'm a fairly recent whiskey convert. It started with scotch, moved on to single pot still Irish, and have since started drinking bourbon and rye. Today, we're starting with just a taste of the Four Roses small batch. Four Roses does a solid bourbon, and this one's a blend of four bourbons. So since I'm going to do this a few times, I decided to come up with my own rating scale. And it's a five-point scale. A one will go, eh, if I mix it, I can survive it. Two, it's okay. I probably will never purchase it again. A three is a solid double, something to keep on the shelf. A four is a wow. And five, I'm going to be asking the question, how is this not top shelf? Cost, as always, will play a factor because, let's face it, I have to be able to afford it to drink it. Now on to the whiskey itself. Now, it has a nice nose to it. A little bit of floral, a little bit of brown sugar. It's a nice amber color. Let's take a sip and give it a try. All right. That is a very smooth bourbon. It is got hints of oak and spice, and I'm assuming that's the rye, and just a little bit of floral in it. Overall, I'd say it's a solid double. A three. Worth having around. So overall, Four Roses Small Batch is a three. It's a solid double, something I'll keep on the shelf. I may or may not seek it again. But I will tell my wife, to stay away from it and not use it in hot toddies. Worth mentioning, my friend Russ put an article on LinkedIn titled, Tis the Season to be Secure, with some very good, very simple advice on how to avoid becoming a victim of a scammer on the web and over the phone. 
He shares an absolutely heart-wrenching story of how a friend of his lost her savings to one of these scams before turning to him for help. It's something that we all need to be mindful of, and that alone makes it worth mentioning. The article in question is posted on the Strive, Seek, Find Facebook page, or message me on Twitter if you'd like a copy. That's it for this week's Strive, Seek, Find. If you like what you heard, please leave a review and subscribe. Want to discuss the episode? Reach out to Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a great one.